on TV, online and on your smartphone. This is Ticker News. Okay, folks, as we enter July, central bankers are pretty worried about the next few months, and there is pretty good reason to be. The rate hikes over the past year are not doing enough to counter inflation. Everyone's out spending. It seems like things are great. But at the coalface, people are also apparently struggling. A hawkish tone. What does it all mean? I'm Aaron Young. Let's get started. Now, from our headquarters at Ticker Park, this is Ticker Today. It is fair to say right now there is a really weird paradigm going on in the global economy and no one can tell us why. Wall Street has been scrutinising key data that signals a really resilient economy despite those fears of a recession. Meanwhile, central bankers have been meeting in Europe trying to figure out what is likely to happen next. Every Western economy is facing the same problem right now. Every Western leader, presidents, prime ministers being asked the same question. Why did this happen? When will it end? People are paying way too much in interest repayments, we're told, putting a squeeze on small businesses as well. And yet the economy remains resilient. It is the best of times and the worst of times. And here's how it's looking for US borrowers. And the same is happening right around the world. It just keeps going up and up and up. We're in a bit of a pause at the moment, which has been good for the economy. But when it's good for the economy, it's bad for the Reserve Banks and the Fed to bring us some info and maybe answer some of these questions. Let's bring in Chris Versace, Chief Investment Officer at Tomatica. Um, great to have you with us. We've been looking at some of this data coming out over the past couple of weeks. What is it telling us about what's going on out there in terms of manufacturing and also in terms of housing? So let's talk. I mean, th those are two great questions, right? Because the manufacturing economy has continued to contract. We saw that in the most recent flash PMI data. Uh, for the month of June and the new orders that we received suggest that we aren't likely to see a rebound there. And what that means when we think about the two parts of the economy, manufacturing and services, it says the services economy continues to carry us. And, and when we think about that, it's not really much of a surprise given the commentary that we're hearing about where people are spending, whether they're dining out, continuing to travel, that sort of thing. Um, but but you know the the issue is that the economy appears to be strengthening at least here in the u.s we've got the housing market that is starting to turn we're starting to see the ipo market turning as well um the big question that people are struggling with aaron is are we going to see this this you know most highly anticipated recession emerge or are we likely to skirt by and increasingly it looks like we might skirt by which sounds great, but it feels like the Fed chair won't be happy until he sees two quarters of negative growth. Well, I think that's right. And, you know, I, I well, first off, let's let's just say this. I, I don't think the Fed is happy to see a recession. Right. But they do understand that as part of their mandate to get inflation back down to this two percent level, that, as Powell said several months ago, there might be some pain. But the issue is, so far, we haven't seen that, seen any pain, any significant pain, and we haven't seen as much progress as many had hoped on the inflation front. And now, if we do skirt a potential recession, it likely makes the Fed's job that much harder. So when we think about that, we think about some of the housing data that's surprised to the upside uh, and the ripple effect that that's likely to have on the U.S. economy, and again, a positive one, it's likely to make the Fed's job incrementally harder, which probably means those two rate hikes that Powell telegraphed for the second half of the year are likely to happen. But Aaron, we're seeing this also around the globe. You know, uh, yesterday slash today, 
Uh, European Central Bank President Christine Lagarde made some very hawkish comments, and now we're seeing expectations for the ECB to rate hikes not just in July, but September as well. So we're, we're going to see higher rates, most likely for longer, across the globe. But they don't seem to be having an impact. Not yet. And that's it. You know, the, the, the big issue is there is a lag effect. And the more we, the higher we go in rates, the bigger the eventual, I hate to use this word, wallop that we're likely to see. Yeah. And then as soon as that happens, they're going to cut interest rates as quickly as they can. It's kind of like a, a bit of a guessing game, isn't it? They're pushing it up, pushing it up, waiting to see, pushing it up, pushing it up, waiting to see. Um, and then the second that it goes too far, people are really going to be struggling. And then they're going to go, oh, we'll have to cut rates by 1% uh, or 2% to try and get it back to, to help the economy out. It's just an exceptional time. <laughs> So I, I don't disagree with that, but candidly, Aaron, you know, the Fed even sees that itself. So when you look in their, their most recent dot plot, where they're saying, you know, 5.4, 5.6, call it two more rate hikes before the end of the year. If you look at their projection for the end of 2024, there are two to three rate hikes already baked in to the cake that they're putting forward. So I, I think they understand what has to be done, but they do understand too that past a certain point, leaning too hard on the pedal is going to really weigh on the economy. And I think once they start to see, you know, um, you know, some of the data, whether it's the core CPI, core PPI, the core uh, PCE price index, really start to accelerate to the downside, they might be able to ease up on the pedal, so to speak, and kind of coast in to where they want to be. I don't know. I wonder whether they need to do anything at all, to be honest. The more you watch this, you know, we keep getting told the economy right now is kind of like a snake eating a watermelon and the watermelon is going to make its way through. Uh, it's going to take some time, but it needs to go through. There has been so much money which has been in the economy, so much pent up demand after people were locked up for a couple of years and not able to leave countries, not able to leave their homes in some sort of case. Nothing is going to stop those people from going out and spending that money. Nothing like supply um, and supply being impacted by people saying, I want to go and have a break. I don't want to work and go back to normal right now. My question being, do these central banks need to have taken any action at all? Because no matter what they do, it seems like that watermelon ain't getting any smaller. It's just going to be the same size passing through the economy. But eventually, obviously, people will have to rein it in themselves because they will run out of money. Well, you're already seeing that in certain parts of the parts of the world where, you know, in, in the Eurozone, you're seeing retail sales, depending on the country, contract year over year. And remember, once you adjust for inflation, that means that the volume is down that much more. You're seeing that in the U.S. as well. So consumers are already, you know, cutting back in certain pockets. Are they cutting back overall? No, not so much. But the bigger issue, at least here in the U.S., Aaron, that we have to be worried about is when the uh, student debt um, payment pauses over in September, they're going to have you know the return of those payments with accrue with interest starting to accrue September payments due October one. So that's going to take another bite out of disposable income. And I I do think that the Fed is probably pondering this, but how much of an impact you know to actual overall net spending yet to be determined.
Yeah, you've got one side of politics, obviously, the Democrats saying, we want to pause this, we don't want people to have to pay it back, it's going to cost something like $400 billion. And as you mentioned, um, that won't all happen at once, once the Supreme Court makes that decision, but it will start to flow through the economy. We're, I suppose, looking at the next year or two still being like this uh, for some bit. Talk to us about housing, because generally, people like you and I are having conversations about how we're looking for positive, bright signs in the housing market. It's starting to happen, but do we want to see that? Well, I, you know, it is such a, a mixed question. You know, on the one hand, you do want to see it. But, you know, as, as we've talked about, if it means that, you know, the Fed has to do even more, it, it's, it's kind of a mixed blessing. But having said that, though, you know, we, we look here in the U.S. and, you know, as you had on your chart earlier in the show, you saw the Fed funds rate ticking higher. That means mortgage rates have ticked significantly higher on a year over year basis. And the first couple months, we saw that that activity uh, really hit uh, the housing sector with declines in new home sales, decline in housing starts. But the question we have to ask ourselves is the May data, which was extremely strong across the board. Again, housing starts both for single family, multifamily, new home sales up almost 20% year over year in the month of May. Is this you know, a blip? Is this an anomaly? Or is this the start of something? So we're going to have to pay attention to some more of the data. The, the concern I have is, wow, I really don't want to get head faked here as an investor. But geez, if it is really green shoots for the housing sector, that will be a positive you know, for the economy. And again, the Fed may have to do a little more may have to do a little more, whether or not we want to see them do a little more, because on the other side of this, of course, it'll all come back uh, and what goes up must come down, as we know, and what goes down, hopefully, will come back up, but we don't know what the impacts of that will be on unemployment and the like. We are speaking to Chris Versace. When we come back, we'll be talking a bit more about the US economy. I'm Aaron Young. I'll see you in a moment.